gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Get your popcorn ready. It's game time, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a team that is known as Stoppers. Stoppers. The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. Every single play, go take it. Bring that juice. Let's go get it. Come on. Chicago's best Bears coverage. Go Bears. Go Bears. From NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Hogue. The Bears angst in general. Everybody's like angry about it, I feel like. Just relax. And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. This is just how it is. It's a range of emotions. It's a range of feelings and hot takes. Here they are. Fiery, feisty, and frequently ill-tempered. The Adams, Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in. Hogan Johns back with you. Good to have two episodes this week as we get closer and closer to whatever training camp is going to look like in this uh, COVID-19 pandemic year. But John Z football is near. Yes. I, I First, I believe we have to con- cover some sort of conditioning camp. You know, Mark Tressman would have loved this because he, he loved that <laughs> conditioning test. <laughs> Remember that? Like, guys would sprint all over the field. So he would be a big supporter of whatever these guys are, are, are going to about to do. But, yeah, yeah, uh, unprecedented times here. 20 days of conditioning tests before uh, systems of football kick in. That Tressman would love that. Uh, welcome in. You can follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Of course, you find the podcast and can read us, uh, read John Z over at The Athletic, theathletic.com. And do want to tell you, sports are back. We're going to be talking about that with our uh, our guest today. Sports are finally here, and now is the time. We tell you every week, but if you're not already subscribed to The Athletic, you should be. You can save 40% right now. It's exclusive, in-depth coverage of this unprecedented sports season. Subscribe now and save, and you can sign up now to see for yourself the creativity, reporting, and storytelling that sets The Athletic apart. And if you go to theathletic.com slash hogan-johns, you can receive 40% off an annual subscription. Sports are back, and you won't want to miss breaking stories on your favorite team. So go to theathletic.com slash Hogan for 40% off an annual subscription, and we hope to see you there. We have John's a special guest back with us on the podcast today. Really excited about this as we are back in the triple Adam formation on the Hogan Johns podcast. You can't beat it. Adam Amin is here. What's up, Adam? The tr- the, it, it, we're all together again. You, they can't stop us. They couldn't keep us apart for long. They couldn't. We have to do this over Zoom. But I was, you know, I was thinking last night, I was driving home from the ballpark, Adam, and I was starting to think about, you know, what we would talk about on this podcast today. And I, it just brought me back to the show we did with you a couple of years ago uh, at Cortland's Garage. And it honestly made me sad because... Like, how fun was that? And just in general, being at a, a bar and a beautiful... It was like 80 degrees in October. It was a beautiful night. The garage door was open. We had a ton of Bears fans there. And it just sucks because we can't do that right now. And it would just be amazing if we could just spend one day living a normal life and doing a show at Cortland's Garage. 
I mean, I, I, I would kill right now to be able to go to Wrigley on Saturday with 40,000 other people in the seats, you know, like I, I, I am sad in that sense too. I join you in that feeling. I empathize with you in that. And I imagine you and me aren't the only ones and, and, uh, and John's included here. Uh, I feel like all three of us probably feel the same way. And we're probably joined by a lot of people in that, in that regard. I think a lot of us, it's going to be a little bit bittersweet with sports coming back in some ways. Like I'm listen, we're all going to be happy about it. Like in some form or fashion, we're all going to be, okay, there's something to talk about. There's something live on TV, all of that. We're all going to feel that, but there's a part of me that's also going to go, man, you know, really would it's, it's still not the same. And I imagine it's harder for anybody older than us, but all of us like in our thirties, like this 30 years, like we've been conditioned to live, life like a certain way we've been conditioned to watch sports a certain way we've been conditioned to enjoy things a certain way so i'm with you man it's gonna be a little bittersweet but obviously i am happy to have whatever they want to bring back back right now as long as it's not safe yeah i was curious how how do you think to kind of go off what you said there how how do you think you're gonna feel you know like in, in just in terms of when you sit down to broadcast the game this weekend and you know you're like like what you're gonna feel and convey to to people that are watching because everybody knows it's a bit different. Have you thought about what your thoughts are actually going to be when you go through it? I have, yeah, a little bit actually. I was thinking about that today. Um, like, what do you say? Do you do you say like, hey, we're we're all aware how weird this is? Like the the thing that I I've always tried to convey in broadcasting is like I'm. I'm the same as most of you. Like if you're, and and by most of you, I mean those watching on their couches. Like I'm kind of the same way. I'm just the conduit. I'm I'm the liaison. And I have a lot of the same feelings that fans do. So I, I've thought about like, do I feel a little bit conflicted about sports being back for obvious reasons, whether it's health concerns, whether it's the ethical or moral or moral uh, issues that have been brought up by it whether it's the surrounding uh, environment that we're currently in. You know, I, I've had some questions about whether or not it's appropriate, maybe less and less as so the summer has gone on. But I feel like while everybody hasn't had all of those questions, I imagine most people have had one of those at least in their mind at some point in the last four months. Like, is this okay for us to do? I, I empathize with everybody in that sense. After that, I think you just kind of have to understand, like, we're not in control of these circumstances and we're not in charge of sending people out there, you know, in terms of players, uh, coaches. They, they've done, they've tried to do this as safely as possible. They've tried to do it with as much protocol as possible. I commend the leagues that are on their way back, NBA, MLB, NHL. I commend the leagues for that. I while I do feel conflicted, I feel like that's out of our control at this point. Let's embrace what let's embrace the time that we have together, essentially. Like it's gonna be weird. If we all feel weird about some of these things, let's embrace the weirdness together and, and let's try to maybe separate ourselves for a little while, if only for three hours on a Saturday, you know, to watch some baseball or whatever it is. Yeah, we should mention that uh, Adam Amin, who you can follow on Twitter, and you should be following on Twitter at Adam Amin. A-M-I-N, is uh, making his Fox debut on Saturday with the uh, the Cubs-Brewers game at Wrigley Field. So that's what we're discussing right now. First of all, congratulations on the move over to Fox. 
Uh, what a great opportunity for you. And uh, you, we'll be seeing you calling baseball games and NFL games in the fall and college basketball too, correct? Sure. That's the, whatever, whatever, uh, like local college hoops we got. We got Big East, Big Ten, all that stuff. Yeah. So. And, and of course, also the new TV voice of the Chicago Bulls, too, uh, which makes us teammates. <laughs> That's right. I we're, can we're claim you NBC, as a teammate. NBC Sports Chicago teammates here. And uh, so I'm, I, the connectivity has only grown with me moving <laughs> over uh, to, to this side of things. So I'm, I'm teammates with Hogue now, and I am a uh, devoted and subscribed uh, reader of Mr. John's on the athletic and uh, all of his colleagues as well. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. The bears connection, of course, is that you were scheduled to be doing bears preseason games again. Uh, and that's unfortunately looking like that's not going to happen this year with preseason games wiped out. I'm sure as somebody very excited to be calling bears games, Chicago native that you are, that part of it sucks, but you know, I can also understand why this is the route that they've gone, and I'm, I'm sure you're not too terribly su- surprised. No, I, I part of me too is a little like, okay, whatever about it. Not because I, I, I obviously want the preseason because I want to work. I like being out there. I like calling the games themselves. In terms of the football aspect of it, I was like, okay, like a lot of us have been railing on the preseason for a long time. So this was at the very least, you know, something that, that you know, if that conversation had been happening under normal circumstances as it has been in, in you know, the previous years, I imagine that this was going to be one of the first things on the chopping block if something had to be put on it. And obviously we're at the point getting into late July that, you know, some things are going to have to be put on that block. So, I figured the preseason would be on that. It's disappointing for obvious reasons. And obviously we look back at last year and realize that there wasn't a lot of rep time for uh, for the Bears starters in particular. And I think you saw how I, I don't want to I don't want to just assume uh, causation or correlation here, but you can kind of see where the dots might connect, uh, where some of the struggles and some of the injury issues happened for the Bears as the season went on last year. So that's what kind of concerns me, not just for the Bears, but for everybody. Like, with with lack of reps, you do see a little bit of uh, of what issues can pop up as the season goes on. So, in that sense, for it, I know uh, a lot of coaches are are kind of sad that it's not part of the process of getting ready for the year. Well, for, for the Bears too, you had the extra intrigue of this open competition between Mitchell Trubisky and, and Nick Foles that. These were games you were going to call. You were going to be preparing for this quarterback battle, which is—it's going to consume Chicago if it already hasn't started, you know, already. But you know, now that's completely out the door. If we're just down to conditioning tests, I mean, we would have been timing. We, do we time the forty times? Like, is this? I mean, <laughs> yes, how do we how do we do this competition the first couple of weeks? Yeah, yeah. Tariq, Tariq Cohen and Anthony Miller will do. will get every rep possible just because they have the fastest forty times, and we're just going to say these are the only two receivers we now rely on. How do you feel, Adam? Because look, I've had the benefit of being around uh, Guaranteed Rate Field the last few weeks during the summer camp for baseball, and I have to say I've been pleasantly surprised with how safe it feels, and and. I've talked to players who, like Steve Ciszek, um told Chuck Garfine at NBC Sports Chicago that he has felt safer 
being around his teammates here in Chicago in it's not quite a bubble like it is in the NBA right now, but it sort of is a bubble as long as you actively try to be in a bubble, right? And he's felt safer than he was in Florida where he lives before he came back to Chicago. So I have been encouraged. And I think like you were talking about earlier, I you know, I was a little skeptical. Like, is this the right thing? Should we really be doing this? But now that I see how it's being executed, I think it's going to work. Football, I still am on that skeptical side because there's just so many more bodies. There's so many more people involved. And I think it's going to be harder to contain them in what is essentially a voluntary bubble, like something you have to actively try to be in. Yeah, I think that's what makes it tough. And and here are some of the issues that we parse, right? We have contact or non-contact. Or is it a contact sport or a non-contact sport? Baseball, we have a non-contact sport for the most part. You know, I'm, uh, so so you're really minimizing the sport itself lends to minimizing human to human contact. You know, there are certain spots where it's going to happen, obviously, but all the protocols that have been put put into place, the the they're going to use major league baseball teams are going to use like eighteen hundred baseballs a day. And then they're going to have to decontaminate them and have them out of commission and out of rotation for like five days. And then we put back into a team's rotation. Like they're, you know, it's extreme, but there, there is a protocol in place. So we have that, right? So we, it's, it feels like baseball is doing a good job. Uh, we have a bubble or an, or not a bubble. The NBA is in a bubble. So while I consider the NBA a contact sport because you're in direct contact, like literally in direct contact with another human being for a good chunk of, of the game that you're on there, you're defending one player, you're defending another, his substitute, like you're backing down, you're in the post, you're reaching, you're swiping, like it's a lot of contact. So, but they're in a bubble, they're self-contained. And, you know, as uh, Andy Slavid has been tweeting, you know, for as long as, uh, you know, this has been going on, if a virus has nowhere to go, it dies. And if it just stays contained in that bubble, all right, that, they're in good shape. So that's why basketball's in good shape. You don't have a bubble for the NFL. Oh, sorry, Jens. I was just going to say, you don't have a bubble for the NFL, and it's a contact sport. So you're already, like, you know, you're already on the short end of the stick when it comes to that. So I understand where the concerns come from and why the comparisons don't necessarily work with the other sports because this is not a self-contained sport, at least based on how it's going to be right now, and everybody's in a significant level of contact with one another. Adam, to kind of go off that, I'm curious about the the, the logistics for you because correct me if I'm wrong, but this is all going to be virtual in a sense. You're, you're going to be calling games without actually being at these games. So that's got to be considerably different than the way you were brought up in this business. Is it not? Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, for, for at least for baseball to start, you know, that's the plan. Uh, Joe Buck was talking about this, uh, you know, in, in recent days, how uh, he and John Smoltz are in two separate spots and their producers in a different spot than they are. And they're going to make it work. And, uh, I talked to, uh, you know, a lot of people I'm close with and some of my teammates currently at Fox and, uh, they've said like, listen, somebody's going to have to do it. We're all going to have to be flexible and we're all going to have to be adaptable. And this, that's our job to begin with, right? Like we're reactors as play-by-play announcers. Our job is to react to the situation and scenario and circumstances in front of us and then try to contextualize them. Well, that's what we're doing here too. Like, here are new circumstances, react to them, contextualize them, and then utilize them and disseminate information to the best of your, your, your ability here. So that's all we're trying to do uh, with, with all these new 
circumstances, these new setups. Is it ideal? God, no, of course not. Like we talked about, it's not, it's not as fun. It's not as energetic. It, it's missing something for sure. But it is something that we have a very specific skill set to do. Uh, the, the job that we're, you know, we've conditioned ourselves to do and trained at, this is we're, we're still best suited. We're still the best suited people to do this job. So that's why we're going to go out and do it. We're going to make the best of it. And I've said, you know, I've had a couple of people around baseball ask, how's it going to be? And I'm like, you know, whether it's virtual fans, whether it's, you know, crowd noise being pumped in, whether we're there, whether we're not there, uh, I think our job is to just do the game and nobody cares sitting at home, you know, especially if this is going to be there three hours, six hours, whatever it is of getting away from everything for a while. You know, once we get past some of the initial weirdness of it, like our, they're not going to care they're they just want to watch the cubs and the brewers or the dodgers and giants or the Sox and the twins or whoever it is like that's that's what they want to do so that's our job that's our our new uh you know order and that's how we're gonna make the most of the 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 challenge or privilege or opportunity or all three that's in front most of the times when we talk to you adam or i've interviewed you or just casually texted with you whatever you're 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 traveling somewhere you're you're on the move you're all over the place uh, on any given night on my television when I'm turning it on. What have these last few months been like for you? Just sort of, I mean, because look, it's weird for all of us being stuck at home, but, but when you're constantly traveling and all of a sudden you're stuck uh, at your place, it's and have no games to call, it's had to have been, it's, it's got to be tough. Very weird. This is just very, very strange, this whole stretch of time, you know, four and a half months essentially. Of, of no movement. And uh, it, it's, you know, obviously there's two sides to this coin where I'm so, it's so jarring to not be doing it uh, that it's weird for me. And then obviously on top of that is the circumstances as to why we're not doing this. You know, there's a lot of concern uh, that beyond just the sporting world uh, here. So obviously we try to keep all that in perspective as much as possible. And then there's the part of me that's like, you know what, the last four and a half months have been nice in a way. Uh, in, and again, I, I say that in the most first world micro bubble sense, like I, I, it's been nice to not be going a hundred miles an hour, which feels like that's been the case for the better part of 10 years, 15 years now at this point. So this is by far the longest stretch of time I've had to, you know, do a lot less or essentially not do a whole lot, uh, since I was 18, you know, since I was in high school and getting ready for college, I've never had this length of time without broadcasting. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I've gotten used to it as uh, you know, like everybody else has, but, uh, I think there's two sides to it and I, I can appreciate and understand and acknowledge both of those things. I've always enjoyed talking to, to broadcasters about their, the preparation, just just talking to, to media folks in general, because you know we're, we're all involved with teams and, and the sports that we cover, but we all do it a bit differently. So when you're the Bulls guy, you got NFL games coming down the pipeline here soon. You got baseball here starting uh, right around the corner. How many names are stored in, in your head? What's the the prep work like? in terms of memorizing stats and facts. And, and I know you get help from people, and maybe that's going to be a bit different now because um, it's going to be virtual. Maybe it's sent over Slack now and stuff like that. But, like, take us through your process a, a bit if you can. 
Yeah, I mean, especially right now uh, with the intensity ratcheting up, you know, going into baseball season and seeing exhibition games the last, you know, week, inter-squad the last week and a half. Uh, I've been very much knee-deep in all of that. Uh, I, I go through and create a template for every team uh, for notes uh, that I have, and I try to go through every team in Major League Baseball and, and knock out as much of that as I can. Uh, just because baseball is such an interconnected game, uh, you know, the NBA, while it is, you know, obviously it's very much connected, it's still, you know, a lot of these games live in vacuums. Uh, the NFL, that's definitely the case. While everything affects everything else, it's still every game is kind of its own self-contained event. When you're doing Major League Baseball, everything is so interconnected. And I think more so now with this revised schedule with, you know, the cross-league uh, cross uh, divisional counterpart matchups. So now, you know, the AL Central faces the NL Central like that. There's more connectivity there now. Uh, so I feel like with baseball, when you prep it, you have to have an understanding of how all the dots connect to one another. So you really do have to do a lot of all-encompassing prep work. At least I, I should say that's been my process. My process has been to, to do a lot of all encompassing stuff. And then as you get assignments, I start to fill in player pages, uh, team info, uh, beyond just the basic preview stuff, but I do all of it so that I can at least refer to it. And now I have Cubs brewers this weekend. Obviously I'm, you know, pretty much all locked in on Cubs brewers, their personnel opening day roster for the brewers is already out. Uh, I have Dodgers Astros next week. I have Indians twins next week. So I'm already kind of getting, getting set with a lot of those as well. Adam, you have uh, you've been around college football for so long that I, I'm curious how you, we talked a little bit about how the NFL could work or not work at some of the challenges. But when I start to think about college football, um, and obviously I've been around the sidelines for a few years and have an idea of you know how many people are just involved down there. Uh, but you're also talking about athletes now that are also students and on campus. What, what, what are your thoughts on trying to pull off a college football season and just with your knowledge of being around those stadiums and, and what those events are like? It's harder, right? There's, there are different dilemmas that we're dealing with now. You know, there are, they, this is the, where the words ethical and moral start to pop back up, and that's always, you know, interesting territory to be in when we're, when we're discussing sports, right? So – it's there's a lot more layers to it you know you've already had all this discussion about name image and likeness so that's added added another layer to putting athletes putting student athletes back out there for the entertainment and more more clearly i think and and maybe the wool the the you know some of the uh, curtain has been pulled back now at this point but as revenue driving machines right that's that's kind of what we've realized college football is very much there for the benefit and revenue creation, uh, well, you know, for colleges. And I don't mean that in a nefarious or malicious way. That's just how it's happened. People like college football. They're willing to put money into it. So when you realize that that is at the forefront, that already, that's already looking bad optics wise for, you know, the NCAA and, and the college football playoff committee and these governing bodies, it doesn't look good optically it's very hard to imagine optically that it's going to look good at all. 
But I do get a sense, especially in the South, and, and you can cut this across, you know, geographical or political lines if you want to, that's fine. But in the South, where football obviously takes a significant level of precedence when it comes to decision-making in a lot of ways, they, they're coming up with plans for, you know, a non-conference opponent or two and a, and a conference schedule. So in my mind, if college football is going to be played, it is going to look very, very, like drastically different. Obviously, we've always – we've been talking about the way it's going to look on TV – the structure of the sport will be drastically different this year uh, than, than it would be in, in, you know, different, different seasons. So I'm not fully convinced that it's not going to happen, but there are, there are a lot of layers to get through, but I do see a path to maybe have college football, but it's optically, it's not going to look good for a lot of governing people. And I think for a lot of us, it's going to be jarringly different. By the way, we talk about the, the, how there there have been some silver linings during all this. One of the silver linings of doing our podcast the way we're doing it is that we get guests like you on Zoom. And right now, I feel like we're on an episode of Adam Amin Cribs because we're getting like a we're we're getting like a good tour of your place right now as as you uh, multitask and do this interview. I love it. I'm just lumbering around the apartment. I don't, I'm not even like doing anything of work of work value or anything like that. I'm just like. <laughs> Just pacing around. This is what I do. Like I putter. That you wanted to ask with like with the last four months. Yeah, like, a lot of puttering. <laughs> hey, it's a good way to get your steps in puttering around. My I got my watch on right now and it's tracking all that. I got my workout in already today before before we had this uh, discussion. So it's all good. Might might fold some laundry right now. Who knows? It, it's amazing. There it is. There's the laundry rack right there. He's in his closet. He's in his closet. Everybody. I'm in the closet. <laughs> this is outstanding. So. Uh, how's how's Joe Buck been so far? <laughs> Joe Buck's actually, you know what? I I uh, the day I got hired officially at Fox, June first, which by the way is like one of the few days for me that I can like pinpoint up until the last week or so. Now that we've had some like actual sports stuff, because my whole you know professional existence has been based on a sports calendar, so. I pinpoint dates based on where we are and like where we've traveled to or what games been on or what we've prepped for. And I haven't had that. So I can only pinpoint dates where significant things have happened. And June one, the bulls announced it, Fox announced it. So I was like, all right, that's, that's a significant day. I can at least pinpoint that. That day, Joe Buck was one of the first people to, to send me a message after Fox made it official and uh, was like, this is a, this was a home run. This was a no brainer. Like, we're so happy to have you. I'm thrilled to call you a teammate. He's, he and I have always had a very friendly, cordial, not even cordial, friendly relationship every time we cross paths. So I'm a, I'm a big fan. I, I really enjoyed what Joe Buck did during the, the early stages of the sheltering in place where people would send him their, their videos of things around the house, including a certain colleague of mine who videotaped himself blocking almost bullying his his son you know preventing him yes savagely and enjoying it you know the smile itself said it all adam who would do such a thing i, I don't know i don't know you know the the vicious i feel like, I feel like, it, I feel like it's a future stage dad yeah yeah kind of that, that block exploit, was played vicious kids, man exploit his kids uh kids personality on the internet for his own personal gain that's what it seems like but i don't know who it is so i don't want to make any assumptions I think it was just all Joe Buck doing that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, some of us were going a little crazy there at the beginning of the quarantine. I understandable. I went from playing basketball three times a week to uh, one-on-one games with my five-year-old. So you know, I had to let some rage out a little bit. <laughs> Sometimes you're in a position where you got to do that, man. You can't be. You got you got to release the poison. I always say you got to let that out. Whatever's inside you, whatever poison is in there, mm. you gotta you gotta expel that, man. Well, in all seriousness, that was a cool thing that Joe Buck did and gave my, gave my family a, a pretty awesome video of him doing play-by-play of me blocking my son. But more importantly, that was all in the name of charity and money going to uh, COVID-19 relief funds. And so that was that was a pretty good use of time when everybody was sitting at home. I think so, too. And, and I... I... I I wondered. I was like, "Am I going to succumb to this? Am I just am I going to succumb to doing you know play by play of normal household events?" And I I was like, "You got to fight this. You got to fight it as much as you can." And and again, like that's a different story. Like he was doing it for chair. I'm just saying for my own entertainment, not for not for anybody's consumption. Uh, so I'm glad I I'm glad in that sense I avoided uh, succumbing to that to to those wills. Well, the John's household could provide you with a full season's worth uh, of videos. You do box scores. Three boys running around. I think my three-year-old hit a golf ball over my head today in the the backyard. He was not listening and using (laughs) the softballs. He took one of the the real ones. Nice. Bouncing off the patio. Oh, yeah. Almost a broken window. But three-year-olds will do that. Big time, though. Advanced, I would say. You got to keep up. You got to keep up with the brothers. Well, Adam, uh, before we get out of here, we we have to talk to you about the the Bulls gig because uh, it, it's I mean, when when we knew that the Bulls were going to need a new TV play by play guy, like your name was just exploding in my head. It just made too much sense. Local guy uh, d- doing such a good job already, rising star in the business, but. Um, What's it mean to you to be able to call Chicago Bulls games and have have that gig on top of everything else you're doing? It still feels surreal, like honest. And I hate using that word because I think it is an overused like kind of buzzword. But I think it's the most appropriate one because it just doesn't feel like a real thing yet. And and I don't think it really will until we get into the heart of like the next season. And until that happens, like to me, Neil's the voice of the bulls. Like I haven't gotten to that point where I, I, and I would never declare myself as such anyway. Like that's not up to me to decide that. Like we as fans embrace Neil and Stacy as the boy, you know, and, and Chuck and, and Bill on the radio. Uh, we embrace them as the voices of the bulls. Um, so until, you know, somebody else deems that appropriate to me, it's Neil, it's still Neil's chair. It's Neil's job. I certainly say, yeah, I'm the voice of the Bulls for like professional purposes until we get to that point. But like, it's it's doesn't feel like a real thing, and it's and I like that. I like that feeling. I like that it feels uh, fragile. I like that it feels special. I I because it does feel that way to me. You know, it, it has a lot of meaning and and weight and value beyond you know just a job. It, it, there's a lot of meaning to that to that position and to that title for me. The the Chicago guy in you, just in terms of missing sports, being part of the sports scene now in a major way in Chicago, like what, what do you think these next few weeks are going to mean to maybe the, the Chicago fans, the, you know, pe- people in, in this city who, who are still dealing with quarantining and, and, and sheltering and like here's sports, here's baseball, here comes hockey. And you know what? 
the Bears are conditioning up at, at Hallis Hall. Like, yeah. like the vibe must feel different. What does the Chicago guy inside you feel? I mean, I, I, I come at it from, from, again, two very different positions and two very different angles. I come at it from the position of, of you know, the fan who's been starving for something to cheer about. Like, I, I really feel like going back to, you know, the last dance, everybody was in on it. You know, the numbers on it were astronomical. Everybody felt like it was appointment television. And I'm not saying that that's how every baseball game we do nationally is going to feel. Frankly, I don't want to treat it like that. I, I think for me, it's just doing the job. You know, that's the, that's, that's the other angle of it. Like, this is my job. I am happy to do it. I, it's a privilege to have that job and to do it, and I get to do it again. So I'm very happy in that sense. Uh, as you know, But as the fan, I'm kind of just like, how is this going to feel? How is this going to look? Uh, I, it's it's going to be strange, but I've been starving for that sense of, you know, unity, that, that unifying thing. Oh, let's all tune in Sunday night. And we watch the last dance. Not every game is going to feel that way. There's going to be a ton of sports influx this weekend. You know, WNBA is coming back. That's going to take some viewers. Scrimmage games are on for the NBA. Soccer's still on. Like, there's going to be a lot of options, and it's going to feel a little normal again, which is nice. Uh, and I just kind of want to treat it as normally as possible because I think that's what people are seeking right now. Just some, even if it's not real, even if it's fleeting, just some semblance of normalcy in these next few weeks as sports start to come back. Well, we're looking forward to it, and I know we're looking forward to not just us, but our listeners too. They love hearing from you. Looking forward to seeing you on Fox on Saturday too. Even if it's under different circumstances, Baseball being back is great. It's Cubs. It's Brewers. Uh, it'll be awesome seeing you on there. So uh, thanks so much. And thanks so much for providing the first ever podcast uh, in which one of our guests is folding laundry during the pod. I mean, that's the best part. <laughs> I got to find the time, man. We're budgeting time now. We're like, it's going to be busy. I got some NBA coming up. I got MLB games coming up. Like, we got to find, we got to squeeze in this stuff somewhere. I, I, think, I, like I, saw, I think I saw a pull up pull-up bar in his his place there too you saw the pull-up bar yeah i didn't i didn't uh i didn't i i don't know i didn't work out very much i, I probably got <laughs> way more lazy than i should have in the last like three months so adam thanks so much for making time for us we appreciate yes, it congrats, congrats on again. all success yes. thanks boys appreciate both of you all right there he is adam amin our friend follow him on twitter at adam amin a-m-i-n and uh, check him out on Fox this weekend. So, Johns, you know this, man. People in our business that are good people, we root for each other. And that guy is an absolute uh, stud and um, appreciate him coming on. Well, it starts with his first name. Let's be honest. I mean, yes, the, the, the that's connection a good point. Is natural. Um, but you're, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Just in terms of people in this business. And there, there are some not-so-nice people in this business, but... Adam Amin is nowhere close to those individuals. <laughs> I think our listeners are smart enough that when they uh, view interactions on Twitter and things like that, they can kind of figure out, you know, the, the separation between them. But uh, Adam is uh, one of the most impop most popular broadcasters right now, and a rising star, and a friend of ours, and a great Chicagoan. So uh, we thank him for coming on the podcast again. You know, we have him on in another two years. Um, you know, he's going to be like a Joe Buck, Jim Nance status. Yeah. So 
by then he'll probably be like the most famous guest we'll we'll ever yeah. have on this. Well, podcast. by then, I hopefully he, he he has called some videos of my three boys <laughs> hitting golf balls over the neighbor's yard. You know, your your Dikembe Mutombo like moves in, in your living room. Um, we could keep sending him those. To, you know, you know, keep keep him prepared. Keep you know more names to remember for him. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we've been talking about it. Grab your peanuts and popcorn. Baseball is back. That's right. The boys will be getting back out on the diamond this week. Actually, tonight. Tonight, John's, there's games. Nationals and Yankees and Giants and Dodgers. And while we may not be able to join them at the park, there is plenty of action to be had from the comfort of your home. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you on the field with a shot to play risk-free for a shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy baseball is easy to play. You just pick 10 players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to to the test than to compete for a shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars. But baseball is not for you. Don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this weekend's tournament with millions of dollars up for grabs this week. There's no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code RUN. R-U-N, to get a free shot at a share of the millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code RUN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And John's, uh, you know, our, our, your summer bod's been getting so much attention. I definitely do not have a summer bod. I am nice and tan, though, if you can see on the Zoom. Yes, yes, yes. So can, can I ask you something? Someone brought this, uh, a longtime listener, a friend of the podcast, brought yeah. this up to my attention yesterday. Did you use your Manscaped razor, the Lawnmower 3.0, on your neckline? That's what you said last podcast, I believe, right? Yeah, I wouldn't say I lined it up. I just used it to get the, you know, the when you don't when you don't cut it for a couple weeks, <laughs> okay, you just, just need checking. to get it off. So that is a yes, everybody. This thing is versatile. Uh, I, I we're, we're at the point where we highly recommend you you getting one. Again, this this comes with so much. Uh, you, you get some lotions with it. You get this great travel bag that we talked about last week with it, and apparently. According to Mr. Hogue here, <laughs> you can use the lawnmower 3.0 on other areas of your body. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it it helps you out multiple places. That's all I was saying. I thought I was going to get attacked here for that or something. <laughs> no, no, just you know, highlighting the the versatility of certain products. All right. Well, there is more than just the uh, the lawnmower 3.0 inside the perfect package. You also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. Because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing that bathing suit all day. Right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code the Athletic 20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code THEATHLETIC20. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one but two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs. So go to manscaped.com today and use code THEATHLETIC20. 
20. All right, John's uh, wrapping things up here. Always good to have Adam Amin on the podcast. Uh, a good week to do it, too, because we, we broke down a lot of the uh, training camp scenarios earlier in the week, and this was a, this was a good episode to have some fun, have a, have a good guest on. Yeah, have, have a good guest, and we'll be back with more training camp stuff, and, and it's just so different right now. Again, this conditioning test is going to commence here next week at some point. At, at Hallis Hall, we still haven't seen the, the full schedule of how things are going to be planned out by the Bears. Uh, but we'll have more next week. Two more podcasts next week. A lot of Bears conversations to be had. Yeah, hopefully we'll get some availability with players and coaches soon. Um, right now, rookies sort of trickling in the building. Quarterbacks follow, and then the rest of the team reports. Uh, and again, all this stuff's still trying to be finalized. They're talking about money now. In the, the NFL, NFLPA, that can get tricky, uh, and I'm not sure they're going to see eye to eye. Hopefully it goes smoother than what Major League Baseball went through, but this is a it's a weird situation where you start to have players come in, and remember, first step, you got to get tested. You get tested, you don't come inside the building. You get tested, you get your results. A couple days later, I don't know how fast it's going to work with um, – with football, with baseball, it was you know a forty-eight hour period before you were either cleared or not cleared uh, if you tested positive. So because they don't want anybody in the building until they can verify that they tested negative, and uh, so this is going to take a while. You know, you yeah. talk about the rookies now, then the quarterbacks, but then you have an influx of the rest of the roster. We're also hearing that the rosters could go down to eighty. Um, so you have cuts before camp even starts. It's going to be interesting. Did you see the? The paparazzi video of Tom Brady arriving in, in yeah, Tampa Bay. Was... I, I love how he's—you know—he's going to get that treatment. I think it just shows how starved people are for for sports right now. But here's Tom Brady, the new quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, pulling up for work. No mask to start, by the way. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> mask comes on, goes into the trailer to get tested, and you know there's there's helicopters flying overhead like there's a Bears kicking competition to, to come. <laughs> Cover at Soldier Field. <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, no, I don't even want to go there. It it that was weird seeing that video of Brady, but you know the Tampa Bay paparazzi. You got to watch out for them. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, relentless, just like the yeah. the paparazzi in London. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, let's end the podcast with this. What are you? I mean, this really does feel like the first weekend of. Sports. Now, there's been some NASCAR and there's been golf going on, and I've had fun watching some of the golf. But uh, as Adam Amin mentioned earlier, this is like the first weekend where there's a lot going on. Like, it feels like there's legitimate options. How uh, are you excited for baseball to be back? Or are you just going to be like, ah, I'm still no, outside? no, I, I, I totally am. It's going to be a 60 game sprint. Uh, I don't know if they finalized everything as we record this for for the playoffs or not, but. Uh, it's. I always felt the the season was too long. Anyway, 162 games. It was hard to keep. The everydayness is is hard to follow. But now you got this 60 game sprint. So I think that's very intriguing. To to me, the, the hockey playoffs. That too is. That's going to be exciting to watch. I mean, the, the Hawks <laughs> don't really deserve to be in the playoffs, but here they are, against the number one seed Edmonton Oilers. And uh, can they pull off an upset? I'll be rooting for a storyline like that. Absolutely. I uh, 
who knows in hockey what first of all hockey can be a crapshoot anyway once the playoffs start and the Blackhawks were having some stretches there where they look pretty good and then they fall back off and who knows after a layoff what any of these teams are going to look like I mean I don't think the Hawks can realistically you know compete for the cup but they could beat Edmonton. They could make it to the second round or whatever this is. Yeah, let's have fun with this. You know, like to get the hot goaltender out there. You know, you never know what's going to happen. You know, it was, I don't actually, I don't know if they're going to beat the Oilers, but <laughs> I don't know if yeah, Corey Crawford's going to play. But yes, in Chicago, like we were talking with with Adam, it is rejuvenating in a sense to have sports to 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 discuss, to watch, and for us to cover. Uh, and that'll be what I'm doing this weekend, covering the White Sox twins. Uh, excited for baseball to get going. Uh, if you want to check out any of that stuff, NBCSportsChicago.com. should also mention the My Teams app um, y- where you can actually watch these games. Uh, not only White Sox, but Black- these the Blackhawks games John's talking about, all that stuff's on a great My Teams app. Uh, and uh, appreciate you guys checking in that stuff out. There will be plenty of Bears stuff two from me once we get going here so it's not all going to be baseball uh, as I know some people are confused by this but we're going to make it all work we're all adapting as Adam Amin was talking about earlier and getting through this but in the meantime you read John's at The Athletic TheAthletic.com The Athletic app also a great app you should be checking that out and uh, again TheAthletic.com slash Hogan John's right now 40% off if you're not a subscriber you definitely should be especially because these sports are coming back, so now is the time to do that. Follow Adam on Twitter at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S, at Adam Hogue, that's me, H-O-G-E. And then just to add another Adam to the mix, Adam Amin. The triple Adam formation today on the podcast. He's at Adam Amin, A-M-I-N. Thanks to our producer, Kent Garrison. Great job as always. He's the one spinning those opens for you and putting this all together. As we do this remotely during these uh, these months, it's been crazy, and uh, we're thankful to have Kent with us as well, putting this all together because we could not do it ourselves. Thanks to our guest, Adam Amin. We'll be back next week, hopefully with uh, a ton of Bears content for you. But things are still in the, up in the air, to be honest with you. Talk to you then. I'm in the closet.